You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs. Stop into one of their thousands of retail locations and talk with a battery specialist about batteries for your truck, trail cameras, and even those weird batteries for your rangefinder. Interstate Batteries even offers cell phone repair in certain locations. For more information, visit interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. What's up, everybody? Happy Monday. Happy Firearm Opener Eve. To many of us, tomorrow is a bit of a holiday, <laughs> depending upon where you grew up. Uh, but <clears throat> welcome back to the Michigan Wild Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Ewing. Well, today uh, did something a little bit different. Uh, it's actually an episode that I've been trying to put together since the start of October. Um, but I get a chance to sit down, well, stand up and talk with uh, my brother-in-law, my hunting buddy, Mike Zundell. And... We are uh, currently up north hunting this weekend, and we decided to um, take a break mid after or you know midday today. Grab some food, warm up. Um, had a little bit of time to kill before we decided to head back out. So we uh, hopped on, recorded a podcast, and really kind of recapped the morning uh, and the season to this point, and kind of talked about the lay of the land uh, with the property that we hunt. Some obstacles that we face, um, some self-inflicted, I would say. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just kind of a, honestly, it feels like a conversation that Mike and I have fairly regularly. Uh, we just kind of recorded it uh, this time. Um, but no, it was super, super fun to, to have him on, um, and actually do something formal, uh, with our deer talk, uh, as well. So episode 12, maybe 13. I'm not even sure. I've already lost track. And uh, we're only at 12 or 13. So, uh, Mike Sundell. Enjoy, guys. All right. I am here. We are actually taking a midday break. I have my brother-in-law, my hunting buddy, Mike Sundell with me. Mike, how are you? Good, good. Be better if uh, the morning were better, but uh, good enough. 
Yeah, it was, uh, we had, like every time you and I come out to the property here, we had really high hopes, really high expectations. Um, and I think what shooting light started, I think dead nuts at seven this morning. Yeah. And by like 8.30, we're like, yes, feeling like a skunk already. <laughs> and we hadn't even, <laughs> we'd been in this, we'd had legal light for an hour and a half. But yeah, the morning just didn't uh, materialize like we thought it was going to. You saw, what'd you see? Just a spike, just a little, little spiker. Yeah. And you sat in a stand that, we set that stand two years ago and we had really high hopes with it. I mean, I, I think it's a good stand. I think it's got a good placement. You know, kind of, there's like kind of a funnel right there leading to um, a food plot. I sat there, gosh, I think it was like pretty much like an all day sit. It must have been maybe early November last year and saw two nice deer, nothing within range. And then no one sat there at all this year. You're the, f that was your first, the first sit there this year, I think. Yeah, it's been a weird weird wind year for us here at least when we've been able to hunt when i've been able to hunt um and this stand is a little bit challenging from a wind perspective because it's it's off the east edge of a of a pretty small food plot kind of a staging type food plot and in between the stand and the food plot there's like some thick cover type stuff just to the north there's there's swampy type land um and there's sort of good bedding all around it so the uh the problem with it is that further east there's um we've got this big marsh area that uh deer like to bed up on the edge of so it's you know we went into it last year thinking we might be able to hunt it on a few different wind directions and i think this year decided we really needed something like north or northwest to hunt it. Um, this morning, unfortunately, ended up being more west than northwest, but I don't think that was the problem. Yeah, no, that, <coughs> as soon as I sat down, I got situated this morning, probably like 6.15. Like the wind, it was pretty gusty when I first sat down. I mean, one thing I did, we, we could also touch on quickly was all of a sudden as we're getting ready to walk out of the truck or walk from the truck to our respective uh, stands all of a sudden it just started snowing on us like a, at a pretty good clip I would say for for a spell there yeah it seemed promising but then it <laughs> turned into my least favorite kind of snow which is snow that doesn't stick at all doesn't do you any good yeah. from a being able to see perspective but uh, is wet and gets in your face when you're trying to uh, trying to sit there and watch yeah and going back to that northwest wind like that was what we were planning for when we decided where we were each going to sit. And then as soon as I sat down, um, it was light enough to where I could see my windicator, like which way it was going. And it was like almost due west, like you said. And I was like, well, shit. Because that west wind blows it right into not necessarily a bedding area, but where deer come from when they come from a, bed, um, from a nearby bedding area. I have two scrapes kind of right to my west uh, as well. And I just... Probably 6.30, I start hearing a bunch of commotion um, kind of in that area, in my downwind area, um, and listen to it for probably 20 minutes on and off until probably about 10 to 7, 5 to 7, and then it just shut right down. So I don't know if they eventually caught my wind, you know, just hanging around back there long enough, or 
Yeah, I mean, I never even saw anything, so I don't know. It sounded like one to two deer. It wasn't like a, a steady walking around. It was, to me, it almost sounded like um, a buck kind of, a young buck kind of pestering a doe. Like there'd be some hard stomping for, you know, 30 seconds, and then it would go quiet. Like maybe she lost him and he's looking for her and then he'd find her again or he'd pick up her scent again and then back to the quick sporadic chasing. But yeah, unfortunately nothing, uh, nothing came of it. Yeah, that area that you are looking into there sort of in, you know, a little, uh, I guess it'd be west of there is sort of a known um, little buck pestering those <laughs> area. They like to really run them hard right, right in that corner and uh, give them hell. Yeah, well, I was, what I think what I was more surprised of this morning is that, I mean, I was sitting very close to a food plot, same with you. And we didn't see any does, not even kind of skirting it or even coming out to feed. You know, I didn't expect a ton, but at least, you know, maybe some young deer would, would kind of trickle out early in the morning or, or shortly after their uh, first light, first legal shooting light. And yeah, nothing. I saw um, about two dozen turkey that tricked me because they were coming. They were making a bunch of racket um, right from that same area where I heard those deer this morning. Um, so I heard it and it was, by the time I did hear it, it was, you know, probably 25 yards away from me. And I was, I was getting, I was getting jacked up. Like I was like, okay, here we go finally. And then as I'm like watching right where they're probably going to pop out, it's a turkey. <laughs> and then it was one, then it was two, then it was like a dozen. And they all kind of filed out, walked right through at least one of the two scrapes I have there. And then about five minutes later, another dozen came out. And they just kind of worked their way out past me, out to this big food plot. And as I'm sitting there watching them, this nice seven point runs across the field while these turkeys are there. And, I mean, he was probably 75 yards away. And he never really stopped. He just kind of was at a, a good clip walking and didn't really seem to have anything else on his mind other than getting to wherever he was going. So... That's kind of how the morning went. How has the season gone for you, Mike? Well, the Michigan season has not uh, not been great for me. Like I said, we've had some some not great weather, some unusual winds. I, I say unusual. I think uh, I've I've been able to get up here for three weekends and today, and two out of those three weekends we had like straight east winds, which. We usually get once a year, and if we happen to catch that when we're here, it's pretty unusual yeah. to spend, you know, I don't know, five out of seven or eight days total with with those wins. Now, we had some better setups this year because um, there's some, some decent spots, but nothing nothing's panned out. So I think I've seen one probably – two and a half year old buck i mean it's laughable trying to <laughs> talk about the age of a buck but not a big buck let's put it that way yeah. not a shooter buck and even he was 75 yards uh away and and moving quick and that was the weekend before halloween up until then it's been a lot of a lot of does a lot of young bucks um we continue to have you know promising trail camera pictures every daylight year. trail camera mm -hmm. pictures and uh 
just haven't been able to put it get together on this property. It's been it's been interesting as it's evolved um, over the years. You know, our our first couple years, I'm we made some mistakes um, early on. I think you know when we. I think this is our fourth season here. I was going to say, it's either our fourth or our fifth. I think it's our Fo- fourth. Fourth sounds right. Uh, <laughs> it might be our fifth. Well, e- either way, sort of the first couple years, we were coming from a much smaller parcel where we had tried to do a couple food plots, <laughs> but uh, those failed miserably. I mean, that's the soil another, was... That's another podcast yeah. in and of itself right there. Horrific soil and lack of know-how and all of that. So... We got um, picked this this place up, and it had uh, it has about seven acres of food plots, and we sort of fell in love with those, right? And yeah, you know, as much as you listen to to, or, or at least I listen to some of the outdoor media and listen to you know strategies different times a year. For me, it was like all of a sudden we've got this food that we've never had, and I just wanted to sit it all the time. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, as you can imagine, sometimes of the, the year that was okay, and and most of the year it, it didn't pan out. So we've started pivoting off of that the last couple of years. But the Bucks have also used the property different. Sort of every year we've got, I don't know, I think it's probably ten, maybe fifteen acres that we consider our sanctuary area. Yeah, that sounds about right. And man, that first year we had the place. There were a few really good bucks that used that as their, their, as their sort sanctuary, of main yeah. bedding area, yep. right? Like they they were in that a lot. And then the next year, we, you know, you feel like you're learning a little bit, and you're gonna apply what you learned the next year. And man, the bucks used use the property totally differently. Yeah, used they different changed parts it up. of it. Um, so we're still, I mean, we're still trying to crack it. We've got very high deer numbers yeah high doe numbers high young buck numbers we usually have you know at least a handful of what we consider shooters you know that's pretty i think a lot of people probably i mean unless you're used to like killing big bucks out of state or something like that and you know you're holding out for you know a really high age class deer here in michigan i think that you know bucks that we kind of target i think the average person would target as well yeah, I think that's probably right. And so we'll get, you know, we get a fair share of those. And shoot, last year I went back and we, we've we been running a lot of trail cameras trying to figure <laughs> yeah. figure the place out. And Sometimes just, it almost seems like it's more confusing that way. Yeah, we, got, we have too much information. But I went through last year and we had what, what was a shooter for us on camera in daylight all but maybe five days between... October 1st and the the November 15th gun opener, gun opener. right and then it's sort of uh, all bets are off once the shooting starts yeah. but but to have that many shooters on their feet now some of those are you know I, we've got cameras that we let soak all year cuz they're in places that we haven't been able to figure out how to hunt yet right, right. so it's yeah. not like we had options but there were a lot of days last year in particular for me in particular, where I chose a stand out of, you know, two or three choices based on wind and all of that and chose the wrong stand yeah. and there was a shooter there. So they're there. We just can't seem to get in front of them. Yeah, that's – and I <coughs> going back to what you said about the sanctuary, I think that, you know, that first year they were using it, one, 
because of kind of our situation because to to give you a better picture for those listening the we have like a big easement that to get to our property so it's what how long is that easement a mile half uh, mile it's about three quarters of a mile okay and that first year we had leased property that was adjoining to ours and we would park right on this lease or right kind of on the edge of this lease and um we weren't kind of buggering up the property so much. Our, our footprint was a lot less. But I also think that as we just hunted the property like we normally would, that it was pressure that maybe those deer weren't used to. And maybe that's why they stopped using the sanctuary, or at least the, the more mature deer, right? Yeah, I mean, we've got some challenges that, uh, you know, anybody who's trying to hunt mature bucks would, you know, sort of laugh at you when you yeah. <laughs> tell them what you're dealing with. But they're, they're challenges, but they're they're things that we're happy to live with so the parent the property is my parents property yeah and uh my dad has some physical limitations and doesn't have a choice but to to use a a utv to to get to his stand so um we're not we're certainly not going to complain about having a nice place to hunt but but him uh driving that around but that that definitely increases the pressure on it um we've also we we have um, the western edge of that sanctuary in particular. We've struggled to try to try to screen off our main access route. Yeah. That's been a second frustration for us on this property is access because there 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 are options. There's there are seemingly options <laughs> that should be or could be available to access this property. The the way you would want to access from the corner that you'd want to, and you'd have really good access all over the place. Um, unfortunately, we have not been able to uh, convince the neighbors that access. That, yeah, that uh, that they should they should either let us use it or um, or sell it to to us. So it's um, it's been a challenge. But that said, the the thing that baffles me is. If it were simply a pressure thing, there would have been, we wouldn't have seen all the daylight pictures. Right. You know, we're getting good bucks in daylight. They're there. We're just not, we're just not being in the right place at the, at the right time. So I think we've got some uh, more homework to do in figuring out why bucks are where they are when they are. Yeah. No, that's, <coughs> that's a really good point. I mean, and I think one thing that kind of works in our favor, despite some of our limitations from an access standpoint is that you know we're at most we're here saturday and sunday usually especially like if you think about early in the season and again it also depends on when opening you know when october first falls you know usually hunt like the first and second or first second third or second and third depending on when it falls and then we're usually not here for a couple weeks and then you know we usually hunt around the middle of the month and then you're pretty pretty staunch and in terms of that halloween weekend whether it's right before right after you're usually here and we're i mean we're not in here every weekend all the time so i think that you know we come in for a weekend and you know whether it's the utv whether it's us just accessing the property by foot or by you know e-bike or whatever it is things have a chance to cool down before we get here the next time and i think that's probably why uh, we're still seeing all these daylight pictures and why bucks haven't just relocated to neighboring property or anything like that. But I mean, for me, this is my first time I've been out hunting 
in over three weeks. October 18th was the last day I hunted, and today is Oct- or November 12th. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, which is, I, I mean, just between family obligations, work, that type of stuff, I just haven't been able to, to get here. So we thought that we had this big temperature drop this weekend. Um, I mean, like we talked about earlier, it was snowing on us this morning, um, and it was, you know, 70 degrees two days ago. So we thought things were going to line up. Now, obviously, we're recording this midday on Saturday, probably right after lunch. And we're going to try to come up with a game plan. <laughs> I, I say that really loosely because I'm going back to the same spot I sat this morning. I don't know if you've decided where you're going to sit this afternoon or not. No, I'm I'm uh, scratching my head and trying to come up with Hail Mary options. <laughs> and, you know, this will be my last sit before – uh, Tuesday, the gun opener, yeah. which totally changes the the activity and all that. So I'm uh, I'm still scratching my head. I yeah. don't have much time to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, we're almost like looking at the clock here as we're recording, being like, okay, we gotta shit or get off the pot here. But yeah, the and the only reason I'm going back to the same spot as this morning is when I was here three weeks ago, I sat this stand, which. I found it. this is my fourth time hunting all year. It's just been one of those seasons where I just haven't had a ton of time. And this will be my third sit in this stand out of six, five or six sits that I've had. <laughs> yeah. So, but I came full draw on a deer um, in this stand in the evening three weeks ago. So I'm hoping that maybe since it's close to food and we're d- and I'm downwind of it too. So I, <clears throat> my thought was that, and I told you this this morning, Mike, was I thought maybe Bucks would kind of cruise that edge where I'm at, kind of scent checking that field this morning. And maybe maybe it'll just happen this evening, right? Like maybe those does will be more more apt to be out there in the evening as opposed to the morning. I'd, I'd be shocked if we didn't have some does out there and then Bucks are going to come check them. It's just a matter of whether it's a year-and-a-half-old buck or a, a bigger buck. And, you know, we're, we're at that uh, – I was going to say a fine line between uh, sort of prime time and uh, you know lockdown. <coughs> lockdown, yeah. We might be past <laughs> past that that uh, yep. that fine line. I, you know, again going back to historic trail camera pictures. Part of what had me excited is this date, November twelfth, a few years back, was just a bonanza here. So it's not it's not too late, yeah. and it seems like the conditions should be close to right. But uh, maybe, maybe this year it's too late. Although we checked a couple trail cameras midday too, and yeah. uh, we had a in the last stud of a buck on his feet two days ago. Two yesterday, days ago, yeah, yeah. And in yeah, I mean we had yeah, I think just in the cameras that we checked, which were just kind of in close proximity to where we sat this morning. I think you grabbed three or four, maybe. Yeah, I grabbed three. I mean, one of them that I grabbed was on kind of like our main trail system, you know, 75 yards from where we park. So it's <coughs> just more of a way to try to gain that intel on where they're coming from or, you know, where we think they're going and trying to put the pieces together there. But, are they, you know, I think I read somewhere this year that the rut is a bit more typical this year as opposed to past years where it's been a bit more drawn out or sporadic. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. If it could, I mean, I don't, I tend not to read too much into that stuff. Yeah. I mean, who knows, you know, even with, you know, lockdown, you're, you're still, 
it's it's a hit or miss, right? You know, there's yeah. a buck lockdown for those two days that you're there or not. But, you know, the way the property sets up, it sort of hunts hunts big and, you know, we get different deer in different parts. So it's hard to believe everything was locked down. I don't know. I, I'm i still trying to grapple with this because it doesn't make sense with what everybody who seems to actually know what they're talking about has <laughs> experienced. But I feel like in the past when we've seen these huge temperature drops, right, we're talking, I mean, it was 70 here on Thursday. Yeah. It's a high of less, is it going to hit 40 today? I don't it's think it is. not supposed to, like 38 maybe? I, it's almost like there's a shock to the system here. Like yeah. we've showed up on days like this a few times, and I almost felt better about it this time because we weren't here the first day yesterday was the was it the started first to drop, drop yesterday right? yeah. it was a pretty big drop here um but man we've seen it where they just they don't move on these days there so our experience here just doesn't line up with what you expect and i don't know <coughs> yeah what you hear how to explain else. it but uh yeah it's we get ourselves in a position where we think we know what the hell we're doing or that we know what to expect and then we're completely i mean it's we're dead wrong right like it's not nothing happens the way we thought it was going to and then you're kind of left scratching your head and then you know you make a move the next time around based on what just happened and you know that's wrong too so it's like damned if you do damned if you don't and more times we're damned if we do yeah although you know kind of been hard on ourselves today we've taken a few good deer off of here it's it's what we've really done is, uh, for the most part, capitalized on our opportunities. Although, uh, as I look over at you, <laughs> I remember a few deer that you didn't capitalize yeah, on. Yeah, a few deer have eluded me. Um, but I've told, I've told at least one of the stories yeah. uh, on the podcast before. I mean, one I just I made a bad shot. I mean, the, the encounters we've had have just been been low you know you sort of expect like i go out to wisconsin every year and when we're bow hunting you know we'll we'll um you'll see some good bucks that are just out of bow range right and that's that's pretty normal um here i feel like the only bucks i've seen that have been within range i've i've killed you know that i i not that I've been in within range. The only bucks I've seen, period, have been in range, and I've killed them. I have not had a whole lot of um, good bucks that are you know just, just out of range, just out of range right. or something like that. And we're at a place where we can see, you know, relatively far in yeah. a, in, a hand, in in most of our stands. Although, as I'm saying this, I do remember opening night. I did see a, a halfway decent buck. A couple hundred yards away but um you were sitting on a big deal that night yeah, though yeah, so yeah. that's i mean but yeah like what you said is even with some of our stands that are in the timber right like it's still you know it's like these big oak flats or big ridges where you can you can see a long way yeah i mean not all of them but a, a lot of them enough to where you know you'd think we would have had more sightings of yeah. really good deer but uh I don't know. We're we're pretty good at keeping them around, but not running into them. That's uh, it's a talent. A special it really talent. is. It's really. It, I was as you were saying that. I was just thinking about all of my deer encounters this year, and it's going to sound probably not 
the best, but I've seen more bucks this year than I have does. Yeah, that's a total anomaly here. Like you, it you is just now. Had granted, weird sits. Now, granted, that first night it was October second. I sat a stand that you had sat the night before and saw like a dozen deer or more. Yeah, and it's early season. We we're sitting on food, so it's kind of to be expected, especially in the evening. But I saw three, call them mature deer, mature bucks. Kind of, I mean, they were still in a bachelor group at that yeah. point, that early. And then I saw a spike in a doe. And then the second time I came out, I saw a small six point. The third time I was out, three doe and another buck, the one that I came full draw on. And this morning I saw a buck. So, yeah, I mean, it's like two to one that I've seen this year. And it's, yeah, yeah. it's it's not. Well, I'm at like 40 to four or something <laughs> like that. So <laughs> it all evens out. I, you know, I think. We say this every year, but this year gonna make a concerted effort to knock down the doe numbers here late season. Yeah. We're gonna have to have to do that. But yeah, like uh, that's the way I was kind of coming into this weekend. Like, all right, if I can if I can tag a buck this weekend, awesome. And then come go and see come rifle season. Like if there's an opportunity to shoot, you know, kind of I mean we have our own rules in place on, on the property is, you know, your second buck's gotta be bigger than your first one. Right. Like that's kind of what we're shooting for or aiming for and i thought well if i can take a buck this weekend then i can just focus on taking a couple dough with rifle because you know it's it's easier right like it's i'd much rather shoot a doe with my rifle because presumably you know you're going to be able to make a clean shot quick kill and not bugger up the property as opposed to if you make a bad shot with the bow i mean then you're tracking it and it's you know it turns into a nightmare and i just would rather not deal with that during this time of year yeah i mean we talk about it every year of doing doing some a better job early season shooting does with their bows just to get some you practice know, reps at, yeah. at doing it but it's always hard to uh it always seems like there's a buck coming out on on the next uh next time you turn your head or something like that hard to pull the trigger especially when we know here we've got really good late season food and we're going to be able to, you know, knock down as many dough as we want Yeah. come December. So, yeah. And plus I always think about the early season and, and you're exactly right. We talk about this every year. Like, yeah, like let's take a dough, whether it's like opening weekend or like that middle of October weekend when we're usually here, but then it's like, it's always in the back of my mind. It's like, well, if I shoot a dough, my hunt's probably over for, you know, the evening or the morning, whatever. It's like, do I really want to sacrifice that, knowing that I've only got so many times I'm going to be able to come up here and sit? And usually it's, we just don't do it. I, it. It ends up being less that for me and more like, you know, do I want to do I want to track a doe through wherever she's going to go? Yeah. You know, with the bow, you know, even a really good shot, it's 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 going and anywhere where we're hunting early season usually it's pretty close to places I don't want to be walking yeah. uh, early season. I don't want to be setting it up and all that good stuff. So that's what ends up always stopping me from doing it. But uh, I keep thinking one of these years I'm going to shoot a buck early early season and then uh, then shoot a, a couple does with my bow. But <laughs> I think I was thinking about it the other day, actually. I don't know that I've killed – a deer in October. I think all of my bow kills have been 
November. November. Yeah. I mean, mine are limited, but yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I mean, I've got a November one in there, right? But yeah. But I, I have not. We've had a lot of early season, uh, you know. Encounters. Uh, good hunts, let's call them. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you had that. I, that uh, one. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was one of our, that was arguably our first or second best buck on the property that year. That year, Captain I, Hook yeah. or Captain Ron, yeah, as we so. called him, because he had a big <laughs> gouge across his <laughs> eye, looked like, like he had an eye, eye patch. patch. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah and, <coughs> and then you know we find out like October or November like twentieth or something. The neighbor texts you and was like, "Look what I shot." Yeah, we like, didn't see oh, him yeah. much after after you missed him there. Yeah. Um, clean miss by the way yeah clean miss but he did say somebody else shot that deer through the brisket oh really yeah because he was um he was asking uh, you know he he sent me the picture and i said oh yeah we've seen that one of our guys uh had a shot at him opening weekend and he said, yeah, he's got a wound in the brisket. I said, no, he he missed him. Yeah, I was clean over his back. Yeah, he, he jumped the string, and he was, yeah, there was nothing on my arrow but dirt. Yeah, that buck was, uh, he was, he was a, for this, I mean, for Michigan period, he was, he was uh, not just a big deer, but a uh, big body deer. Yeah, you know, like his rack almost looked half, small compared to his body, and he was a 10-point, and yeah. compared to his body, you're almost like, it looks a little, looks a little small, right? But yeah. he was, yeah, he was a really mature deer. It would have been nice to unusual to think that three people got a crack at him for such a an old deer here. Yeah, yeah, he. But yeah, maybe that eye thing was a, was a <laughs> yeah. For him. Yeah, my man couldn't see <laughs> anything on the left side of his uh, <laughs> peripheral vision. Yeah, but all right, Mike. I think we should probably uh, jump back in the woods. Clouds are continuing to roll in. Yeah, I guess I got to make a decision here on uh, where to hunt. Hopefully, there's some sort of uh, post-mortem to this where we talk about how I smoked a giant when I finally made a decision. But uh, well, yeah, well, I know you got to head home after the hunt tonight. I'll be back at least for the morning hunt tomorrow. But yeah, it'd be nice if in about four or five hours here, after we use this vacant buck pole that we're standing underneath, <laughs> that we can. Uh, Hop back on for five minutes, tell a quick story, and give it, this thing a happy ending and tie a bow on it. This was this was good. It was sort of uh, shaming us for having an empty buck pole. We've got a brand spanking new buck pole we put up this year, and uh, it's gone unused to date. So nice little uh, motivator here to do this under, standing underneath it. Yeah, it really is. Um, all right, Mike. Well, good luck tonight, man. All right, you too. All right. All right. Well, thank you again to Mike for joining me um, to take a little break from hunting and uh, hop on a podcast with me. Uh, stick around, guys. We've got some super cool uh, guests coming up um, in the coming weeks. Um, ones that I think that you're certainly going to enjoy over the next couple weeks. So with firearm season opening up here, we'll certainly um, take a chance to talk deer camp a bit more and, and get with some, some folks around the state here and just talk about their experience during rifle season and what deer camp and and everything kind of looks like to them. So be safe, everyone. Best of luck tomorrow and uh, stay wild, Michigan.